Podcast. Why not? Uh, Bill, this is the uh, marriage of college football marriage of words and numbers. You're the robot, Colin Sherwin. <laughs> I'm Stephen Godfrey. I'm working on Project X. Oh. I can't steal that one. I think that's a little too far. That's a bridge too far. Okay. Welcome to well, the Bluminati Podcast. Woohoo! With your favorite editor and only one now. <laughs> <laughs> and. Colin Sherwin, uh, he quit. He didn't retire. He quit. That's true. Because you're, you're a quitter. I am a quitter. Like you just couldn't hack it anymore. You're a quitter. Yes. Yeah, so, and then me and Rodney Adams, right? Yeah, yep. Exactly. Nobody. Be, Rodney Adams is just a quitter. Just a quitter. It's just all like is. Colin. I'm taking after Colin. See, this is why you don't look up to people. Or maybe he just didn't want to play football anymore. Like I'm thinking that may be it. Oh, uh, by the way, Rodney Adams retired this week to pursue literally everything else that he's interested in. He has a YouTube channel. Looks like he's doing some modeling. Who cares? God bless him. I mean, like, you don't want to play football, you don't want to play football. Being and you a know model, you... being around attractive people, or getting hit in the head all the time. I, coach, Bouncing around from team to team. It's close, coach. I mean. But you know what? He didn't want to play. God bless him. Like, and we were surrounding the best, and people were giving him shit online. Y'all, you suck. You suck. Why you are you the way that suck. you are? Just stop being. Just stop being. If you have the need to rip a guy who decides not to play football anymore, just Go to hell. Like, make better decisions with your life. Be better at things. Stop being so judgmental. Although, keep making the good decision at listening at this podcast, but you still suck. That's yeah. true. We're kind of yelling at people that probably don't listen to this podcast in the first place. Yeah. yeah we like, love everyone that all... If you listen you to this, listen. if you listen to this, you probably get us. You know what I mean? You definitely get the <laughs> You show. get the show. You get the show. And, like, we have a lot of... When we sometimes bitch about these things, we're bitching about people who don't get the show. Which no. is a decent portion of Bulls Twitter. Correct. A lot of my a, a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Moving on. Hey, Colin, what's happening on Friday? Do you know? The USF Volleyball team is having a golf tournament for the 16th straight year. God, I'm old. Yeah, yeah. I want to point that. I am freaking old. When did yeah. My first one was 03 or 02. I forgot. 02 or 03. Nancy Mueller was still our coach. I know Nancy, did it with Claire. I've done it with Courtney. I'm an old, old man. Anyway, so out there at Bardmore, there are still a couple of spots available. I think individual spots are 200 bucks, and then if you want to throw a foursome in, it's like 700 so, But if you just want to roll in, like they'll put you with good people, and you will have a good time. It, and, it was fun last year. I mean, unfortunately, we were saddled with Carl, yeah. who, among other things, is the worst human on um, planet Earth, and he confirmed that this week. Do we want to say what Carl did? I think it's kind of worth it for podcast. I purposes. think it is. All right. So, <laughs> uh, last week, Carl comes to us and says, hey, guys, I think it'd be pretty important and good for us to gauge what the fans want in terms of an on-campus football stadium. The Oracle put out, uh, they had a story regarding student government potentially adding a $30 to $80 fee to the students per semester. So we wanted to gauge students' interests. Well, Carl, being just the genius that he is, 
uh, used a survey system that you had to pay for. So he did it, and after uh, the first hundred, you have to pay for it. And then after the first thousand responses, you have to pay 15 cents per response. So I get a frantic Slack channel DM from him saying, hey, um, so I ate the cost to do the survey, uh, but I didn't know that I needed to pay additionally for every response afterward. It's up to now $45. Carl? What the fuck? Okay, Carl, what the fuck? And have you not heard of Google Forms? (laughs) Google Survey! Fucking free! Anything. Any Use any other goddamn service on earth! We'll write your fucking script! I work for a goddamn internet company that built a website for the volleyball team to do an auction, which we'll talk about momentarily. I'll do it! But are you fucking kidding me? You absolute drooler! Someone go get his diploma and burn it into the ground! And He's devaluing every degree that we have and most of the degrees of all of you that are listening to this program. And so I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to have to figure out. He was like, so am I going to be able to get reimbursed for this? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I obviously went to the Everyone But Carl Slack channel. And <laughs> I was like, look what this fucking guy did. <laughs> And then I get another message from him, and he goes, now it's up to $60. Turn the <laughs> fucking thing off! Close the damn survey. Oh, my you God. You didn't close the fucking survey. <laughs> I had to tell him to close the survey. You dog. have to be shitting me. Dog. Dog. Come on, dog. That's going to be a no from me. I'm going to let you know now oh. it's a no from me. I hope you listen. So You're not Con- getting paid just because it was stupidity. So, Connor. Fucking idiot. So, Connor has some say here, and we haven't. <laughs> weighed in with Connor yet but I kind of want to charge Carl like double the amount as like a fine you know what I mean and have him like just put the money right back into but then we haven't really paid Carl for any of his labor like at any point whatsoever so yeah I don't know you guys in charge you all figured I can't believe you didn't turn the fucking thing off though (laughs) are you fucking kidding me oh my god okay you're you're gonna have to cut come on man Um, so yeah so he he sent it at 12.30 a.m. yesterday morning I was fucking asleep (laughs) I was asleep okay so and then at 12 uh, he tells me it's at $45 and then 12 hours later at 12 p.m. he goes past 60 (laughs) I go shit I'll see what I can do Carl I go end it right now turn the fucking thing end it right now what's wrong with this dude Who's the uh, who's the blog treasurer? We can go to money guys. Connor now. Well, Let me know, Mo. All right, let's get back on track. So golf <laughs> tournament, lots of fun. You can drink on the course. They have boy, can you drink on the course? Um, can you drink on the course? Colin made us take shots. It really fucked up my golf game. That's for sure. I was definitely carrying the team until then. You're definitely carrying the team anyway. Like, yeah. I, I got my wrist is fucked up. My back's still not straight, so I'm not gonna be able to play on Friday. But. Which sucks because it's the first time I've ever like, legit. When I lived in Vegas, I flew back. Like, yeah. not even kidding. It's, so, like, this is the first one I'm gonna. You miss. get a nice little swag bag. Like last year, Great. we got two free tickets to the Houston game. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, and there's all sorts of other stuff. And in swag you bag. got. Uh, I think you were able to go to any two volleyball games for free, and 
you got some USF uh, logoed golf balls, some umbrella. tees, an yeah. umbrella. Really nice umbrella. Really nice umbrella. Nice. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't Courtney know. Courtney was a blast to work with last year. Um, there's you know putting challenges, longest drive. It's you know uh, shotgun start with uh, I believe it's best ball, right? Yeah, shot scramble, scramble, scramble. So it's a lot of fun. Um, I think we came in last place because you know Carl. <laughs> So it was it was you three and the scramble. Yeah, yeah, we had we were supposed to have a fourth. Connor, 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 was, Connor bailed. That's but right. he had something to do. Okay. So um, also we are running at usfvolleyballauction.online. and if you get this tonight or very early tomorrow morning, you'll still be able to get in there because uh, extended ten, extended till ten a.m. tomorrow. So if you if Vito gets this podcast up tonight, Thursday uh, the twelfth at ten a.m., all the items cut off. But, like, right now, you get a suite at a Rays game for 16 people with parking and food for 1000 bucks. 1000 bucks. There is one bid, so yeah. you would have to do 1025 Yeah, $10.25. There's Tommy Bahama Beach Party Kit for 200 bucks, USF Golfer Gift Bag, uh, Blue Ridge Mountain Cabin for the week. Uh, it's up to $570. Uh, stay and play at the Vinoy Golf and Hotel for 400 bucks. Adult party at Splitsville for twelve for two hundred. Um, oh, oh, and there's also a kids party for twelve at Splitsville. Yeah, two different. Comes, yeah, well, that comes without booze. Uh, stay at the Tampa Hilton and a fifty dollars gift card to Flemings for two hundred bucks. Three day, two night at Ocean Point Suite in um, Key Largo for two sixty. That's a bargain. Yeah, uh, three day, two night at the Hyatt Aquil- Aquila. I don't know. Aquilia. Um, <laughs> Aquili. Maybe yeah, that's. I don't know. On Clearwater Beach for two eighty five. The best deal on the, the the other really good deal on the board is uh, Vinoy Stay and Play, get a night at the Vinoy and two rounds of golf as well. That's like really good track. So if you want to do like the fancy weekend, that's a way to do it. It's yep. really really. But the 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 uh, Maggie Valley in uh, North Carolina, oh. everyone I've worked with at volleyball says it is just phenomenal. Like it's supposed to be absolutely amazing. So yep. um, um, also uh, a. USF uh, game-worn football jersey, number 50. Can't remember who it was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number 26. And number 26. I know that one. Kirk Watts, baby. <laughs> um, one, the, 50, uh, the number 50 is at 50 bucks. Number 26 is at 65. But also, an autographed Ryan Callahan lightning jersey, home blues, is at 185. So you, got, you guys got... 12 hours if you somehow get it right now, which is impossible. So hopefully you get it. Uh, Yacht Starship, dinner, lunch, cruise for two for 100 bucks. Bargain. Bargains, guys. Bargains. Bargains. So, like, sell, sell, sell. And all 100% of the proceeds go directly to volleyball. They Mm -hmm. need the money. They're severely underfunded. That's They're a USF team. It's yeah. I They're mean, a USF Olympic sports team. They're severely underfunded. You could just insert every sport <laughs> and it would still fit. I'm just gonna the form letter. They're severely underfunded. Right. Did everyone, everyone. So uh, yeah, check that out. Um, see if you can get into the golf tournament. Um, if not, it happens. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Moving on. Brooks so. Larkin, guys. Uh, R.I.P. Brooks. I mean, he's not dead, but, you know. He's, he popped off last week. Woo, doggy! He popped off. Um, so, Brooks Larkin was a walk-on. He's also known as Splits through the Twitterverse. Uh, he is the guy that did the split in the Birmingham Bowl with uh, Frederick Lloyd bench pressing or squatting someone. He had a story about him. Everyone wrote stories. 
but he decided to step away from football and it seemed like he just didn't want to uh, you know, deal with potential CTE side effects because offensive linemen, defensive linemen, running backs, linebackers, they bash heads often. Um, so you could understand that he was a walk-on. He didn't – it wasn't on scholarship. But then it took a turn. It took a turn. The last – last uh, paragraph or so – I'll read this directly. I will also say but that... But read it in Alexa Bliss's voice, like because that's kind of the heel turn that we're talking about. <laughs> I, I have no idea what she sounds like. <laughs> it's just good. Or like Shinsuke Nakamura's voice or like, you know, anybody his, who... Like, his one from last night was pretty good. He's great. Man, that was so funny. Good. I don't speak English. You see, that was funny. That was really funny. Yeah. I will also say that I'm extremely disappointed in USF coaches and players. The offensive line coach is a liar and a coward. Woo! He refuses to return calls or meet with me. He also plays who he wants rather than the best player for the job. The USF community deserves better than that. Man. So nobody's really stepped up to, like, back him up here. But, and certainly the players have, you know passive-aggressively and aggressively-aggressively sort of push back on this, and so have coaches, and so have the administrators, and so has everybody else. So, like... Emphasizing walk-on. He's a walk-on. He's a walk-on. Which... And that bothers me. There, he's a walk-on, guys. Some of the pushback that we're getting from USF is like, well, he's a walk-on. It's a big deal. Kid played. It was was he a walk-on? Did it matter who he was a walk-on when you were chatting his academic achievements? Did it matter who he was a walk-on when you signed? You know what I mean? Like, you, you put all this stuff out there... But then when the kid, oh, well, he's just nobody. No. Bullshit. Wore the uniform, stuck his head out there for, more, what, two and, two and a half years? Yeah. You know, like, got beat up, played for the program. He's got a right to say what he wants to say. You may not agree with it, but don't just wave him away with your hand and go, oh, he's nobody. And no, it, what that's not ir- how this what works. What irks me is last season, before San Jose State, right. all fall practice, he was the listed starting right guard. Yes, he was. And 100%. we get to the and we get to the the game and we go, why is Gamera playing right guard? <laughs> it makes no sense. We never saw that at all in fall practice. Right. At any point, not even in spring, did we see Camera playing right guard. Your Remington Award, uh, your Remington Trophy watch list center we'll playing right guard. Right. Week zero. So it just doesn't make any sense why it's okay. Well, he's walk on, but he was literally about to start until. Coaches changed their mind, and that is their prerogative. They can they can do whatever they want, right. but it clearly didn't work out. Yeah, and it uh, when they moved Mike Lottie to center, uh, it didn't work out. Lottie was relegated to he backup right guard, right, and now he's off the team because he's pursuing other opportunities. Other opportunities. So you can argue with how the kid handled it. You can say that he should, you know, he shouldn't have done it the way that he did, but I. Is there another way for a player to do exactly. this? Exactly. Right. What are you going to do? Like, if he really feels like he's wronged, you know, he should step forward and say, look, I think this is wrong. I think I was treated poorly. I think my teammates are treated poorly. I mean, if he really does feel that way and he has that belief, I got no problem with a kid stepping forward and saying stuff like this. But I also tend to try to not judge how people in their late teens and early 20s decide to handle difficult PR situations. Got to give Brooks this. Like, when he was doing the splits on TV, man, oh, he wasn't a walk-on then, was he? Mm-hmm. You know, he, when they're, when his gif is all over national TV, nobody's going, look at that walk-on doing the splits. No, he's a football player. He plays for USF and he's wearing that jersey. 
So this is tough because it is clear one guy is on one side and we haven't really seen anybody step up behind him and, and sort of verify the things that he's saying or, you know. But the culture of football is also not to do that. Yeah. And the culture of football is also that um, those who do what Brooks did get ostracized. And that doesn't mean he's wrong. That doesn't mean that USF is right. And it doesn't mean that USF is wrong and that he's right either. There's a lot of gray here. And until there's like some sort of evidence that comes forward or like something that we can tangibly see or say. But I think just lashing out at the kid and saying horrible things about him on Twitter. You know, he is hearing that voice, hearing the voice that he has. How he chooses to use it, that's up to him. But like just screaming on harm doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, um, just uh, he said. He was promised that there would be a competition at center with Michael with Michael Wiggs, and he said he never got the reps with the starters. Um, Wiggs had everything, and he said that wasn't didn't seem like a competition to me. He gave uh, Brett King and Chris Oladokun their how they split the reps as a prime example of well, that's what that's what a competition should right. be. Right. And then he, I asked, I asked him because I, I spoke to him. I asked, is there another moment that sticks out with Maddox, Coach Matt Maddox, the offensive line coach? And he brought one up from the Birmingham Bowl. He said, after failing on a fourth and short against, again, at a pivotal point in the game, two prominent offensive players both came off the field saying, man, why do we keep running up the middle? The wideouts are wide open. Get them the ball. To which Maddox said, why? So you can fumble again? And then apparently Maddox uh, actually apologized. Oh, and then also uh, Brooks accused, which lineman was it, of punching Quentin Flowers in the face? Marcus Norman, you're yeah. starting right tackle. So whether that's true or not, that is a way, that was an accusation that was leveled um, with no response from anyone on the other side. So he said he punched Quentin in the face. Who knows if that's true or not? Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. I don't know. Um, but the shade that Marcus Norman threw was... Pretty, it, was, it was pretty good. It was a fucking ten. It was it was a hard ten, hard yeah. fucking ten. So he he put out a picture of him and the team and was it the strong survive in the week, whatever. Yeah, and then it said you, it may not look like it, but we just lost three hundred pounds. <laughs> oh, I missed that part. I oh, didn't yeah. see that. Yeah. Woo! So I guess if if Marcus Norman and Quentin Flowers got in a fight, I'm gonna guess. Here's my best guess: Temple 2016. That's probably. <laughs> Uh, turnstile Marcus. Turnstile. He got turnstile pretty bad. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna guess if that happened. It yeah, happened. Um, it happened that day. We'll see if that's true or not. But like, Quentin also got his ass kicked that night. Yeah. So the last thing you need is get his ass kicked by his right tackle. <laughs> and you know uh, what's actually happening? Let's uh, just go straight into the spring. Uh, game outlook it's on Saturday at two o'clock at Corbett. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a street festival starting at noon. Uh huh. Anthony, you want to do that plug? <laughs> or are you going to uh, <laughs> 2 <laughs> o'clock, street, you... street festival at noon, uh, food trucks, uh, a country cover band, uh, fun for the kids. There's a bounce house. Rock climbing wall. Rock climbing wall. It's the last time you get to see USF players hit each other for 141 days. And it's the last time you'll be able to see them in Under Armour gear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll auction some stuff up. Probably not. Um, yeah, so spring game outlook. The offensive line currently is looking like Marcus Norman at left tackle okay. because Eric Mays is nursing a knee injury. He had surgery to clean up his knee, so he's out for the spring. It happens. 
whatever. Okay. He'll still he'll still be your left tackle. Okay. Uh, left guard, redshirt freshman Demetrius Harris. Okay. Um, he had wrist or thumb surgery last year, so he was out. But the coaches seemed high on him last year during fall practice. Okay. I think before the injury, he probably would have gotten some run. At center, Michael Wiggs. Right guard up in the air. Uh, we've seen Hal Roberson oh. at right guard with the first team unit. I don't. It's very fluid situation because William Atterbury is now at right tackle right. with the switch of Norman. So it, don't take anything out of the spring game. I swear to God, it means literally nothing. Um, we haven't been able to watch practice except for the last 10, 15 minutes. And I was out there last week and we didn't get to see anything. But it was the day after the Brooks Larkin story broke, so I think they were mad at me. Yeah. What did you do? All you did was report the story. Well, they didn't like that I went and talked to them. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. He's a walk-on. He's a walk-on. Yeah. (laughs) Stop talking to the players who quit the team. Whatever you do, don't talk to them. Kiss my ass. You know what? Look, man, we follow all the media policies of South Florida. We do. the letter. We do not contact current players. We don't. They ask us not to. We, we don't. We do. God damn it, I've wanted to. Oh, Jesus, do we want to. And we we don't do it. We prioritize, you know, the value. Now, players could reach out to us. Uh, we'll we'll respond, but yep. they got to call us. We're not calling We're them. Not, we don't do that. And it's... So, you know what? When a player walks off the team, he's not on the team anymore. I think we're allowed to talk to him. I think that's kind of how this works. You got a problem with that? Kiss my ass? Oh, that's right. Kiss my ass. That's totally what I was going to say. Yeah, kiss my ass. You're going to get me killed, man. Yeah, probably. (laughs) You know what, though? It's crap, though. It's like, well, follow all this policy. Oh, but by the way, when he's no longer on the team either, yeah, continue to follow this policy. And then, like, when he's got a job in his mid-30s and you want to just talk about, well, what was the football like that? Don't talk to that kid because he was only a walk-on, like, 13 years. Kiss my ass. (laughs) So I think we know where Colin stands on this, guys. Yeah. so, position battles. Quarterback, we won't know until Saturday morning, game one. Oh, September 1st. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're not going to know. Because they're going to want both those kids to go through summer camp. They don't want them to transfer. <laughs> they want to keep them both. So they're going to do everything that they can. And I, the question becomes, is one of those kids go and go to a coach and say, either make me the starter or I might leave. That's the question. That's a power play. That's the power play. I don't know if Chris or, or Brett feel that way, and especially now it's a little late because, like, we're past the spring practice portion. So, like, if you went to another team, like, you wouldn't be able to go through spring practice with them. And da, 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 da. Yeah. So, and Brett's already sat a year. Um, Chris, Chris sat a year, too. Chris sat a year yeah. as well. So, that's the power play. USF does not want that to happen. They want to keep both guys. But how they're going to do that is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's no, sh- no sure bet that both guys will – like whoever wins will finish the year as a starter. There's, we have no, in spring practice, there's no way to simulate live rush. You can't touch the quarterback. You have no idea if their eyes are going to drop when the bullets start flying. There's, uh, you can't, you just, there's no way to simulate live action in spring. And that's why spring games don't matter. It's fun. But they do not matter, as you can see from literally every northern school canceling their spring game and not really caring. Right. Coach is actually not a huge fan of the spring game. It sometimes. doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, um, it it's fun for us. Right, there's something to talk about, but it, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, last year, I mean, 
how many times did Stanley Clairvaux and Rasheen Bronson and Elijah Mack recently have fantastic springs and fizzle? And God, Elijah Mack looked good last year too, didn't he? He did. He had a fantastic <laughs> spring last year. Yeah, and he had a good, I mean, and he, decent season. I mean, like it's uh, one totally, you know. And he here he is again. All three guys I just mentioned mm-hmm. are having fantastic springs again. Stanley Clairvaux getting his fourth master's degree here at the University of Seriously, South Florida. Jesus, man, he's been here <laughs> longer than Carl. I hope that guy just has a like. If Tyree, I I pray that Tyree's number one and that kid finds a way to scrape up to number two. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how he passed gets past Solomon. But so what I'm looking, it looks like Solomon and Tyree, wide receiver slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other outside wide receiver, it's going to be a mix of Rasheen and Stanley, I think. I thought Devontrez Dukes had a shot to be up there, but then he got switched to safety. They say it's only for the spring because of the injuries, but Jamon Thomas was back within a week, so who knows right. what that's where that stands. I mean, if Jamon Thomas and Dukes are the safety combo, they're 6'3 and 6'4. Like, nothing jump balls are theirs right like it who knows Chris Barr DB he's shown that he's actually very fast the DB he can he can cover some people which surprised me I mean I guess when you don't have fans you gotta be something you gotta do something (laughs) (laughs) he was so good his freshman year yeah uh, I mean Ryan Smith has, has always you know said the 30 for 30 on what happened to Chris Barr after his freshman year, it would be fantastic. <laughs> I'd like Space Jam sap powers type of thing. Elijah Mack, a running back, he he has stepped up this spring more so than he did last year and looks like a competitor to be RB number one. And we'll see if that translates into the spring game mm-hmm. and through fall camp. Um, what, is, what does he do during summer? Uh, that's going to be integral um, to well, everything. I just, you know, we're gonna we're gonna jam the the square peg in the round hole again. But maybe year two, the the round hole gets a little more square. Hopefully, with the the pieces that we have now, as they continue to change the roster and add more kids that don't really fit what USF football should be. Yeah. But whatever, you know. I mean. Look, I don't think they're taking the right approach offensively with the athletes that are available to this program at this point. I think they should be going after speed, spread, you know, go small and, and throw it big. And I don't think they're going to do that. But I'm also not rooting against the team, you know, and so I want them to succeed. And if, if they can succeed, you know, hurrying up on fourth and one and smashing the ball for, you know, 37 inches, God bless you. You know, like I, I want the team to win and I, I think they will execute those things offensively a little bit better this year. I just don't think it's the right plan in the long run for, for the athletes that, that you're, are available to you in the state of Florida. Nope. So, we'll um, see. I hope I'm wrong. Special teams are... Oh, man. How bad? That's pretty bad. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Again? I mean, yeah. the team literally lost the chance to play in the Peach Bowl last year because they couldn't cover a fucking kick. Yeah. So... <laughs> It, it's been pretty bad. It's been hit or miss, much more so miss than hit, um, that I've witnessed. Uh, Jake Vivanetto, he's a walk-on from who, who knows. 
remember, the last 10, 15 minutes of practice is generally special teams. Yeah. So when you're out there, that's what you're seeing most of. Yeah, so we'll, like what we typically see are probably like the last 10 minutes of red zone, and then they will go into special. Like if they get stopped on fourth down, they'll bring in special teams. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're doing that kind of thing. Um, Fivinetto has, I think, been the more consistent up between – Marco Cellini and him. Okay. Um, the Aussie punter, Trent Schneider, yeah. he's been taking field goal kicks because really two way. I mean, it could be it, it could be a possibility of a short range and a long range kicker okay. uh, situation going on, um, which always works for Alabama. So we'll see. Um, God, I think that. That's my biggest worry. I think everything else will take care of itself. Special teams just needs to get fixed. We need some stability there. So just our luck one of, person just needs to be decent. Our luck of successful kickers. Oh is man, about to... yeah, I think it's going to dry up real soon, real real soon. We had nearly a decade of good kickers. It was bound to happen. It, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and. We yeah, and it's like Alabama can't find a good kicker. So why why are we why do do we have the expectation of we're going to get a good kicker? That makes zero sense. The history of this program is littered with blessings in terms of kicker and quarterback. Like for the most part, we've been pretty lucky on both ends. Yeah, you know, like considering where we are in the pecking order of college football, we've de- Markwell Blackwell, Matt Grothy, <laughs> Quentin Flowers, B.J. Daniels. That's pretty good for a program that's only been playing for like 20 years. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. And and all of those guys played a shit ton of football. Like, four-year starter, four-year starter. All four-year starters? Markwell started a freshman? Yeah. Uh, he played, no, he <laughs> he was here like six years, but he only played three and a half, I think. I think he played Something like three like and that. a half. Grothy played three, three and three quarters. Game. Three and a game. Oh, three, three and three. No, right. three. He was supposed to play three and three quarters. Yeah, three and a game. Yeah. Um, Charleston Southern. So... Oh, um but Quentin played three and a half. BJ um, played three and a half because he BJ got hurt played, the last couple games. Yeah. So, like, we've been really, really lucky. And so... We had a guy break us back and come back and be even better somehow. That yeah. made no sense. <laughs> Sports. So, shout out to Macon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Jim, we were talking about that today at the office, actually. Kid who fell 30 feet out of the air and ended up being good. So, um, Linebacker depth, still going to be a question mark. Defensive end, still a question mark. Uh, defensive line, just a question mark in general. When you lose three seniors uh, like USF did last year, at, and when you lose a guy that's probably going in like the third or fourth round, Dejan Sanat, and then Mike Love, who went on a private visit uh, with the Giants, I believe, mm-hmm. earlier this week. And NFL teams only get, you can only invite 30 people for a private workout. So when you're getting one of the 30, somebody likes you. Right. For sure. So. But, Guess be the, the be Giants are prepared for him to be the guy that be, it's possible he could be the highest drafted bull. Um, his pro day was fantastic. Uh, he can play outside linebacker or defensive end. Uh, either one he's fluid with. Uh, he was working on his drop backs prior to pro day and looked good. Um, he's he's there. Uh, MVS has been everywhere. I think he was with the Redskins today. He was visited the Colts. Mm-hmm. It, this could be the year that we have probably the most players drafted. I think 2001, I think we had, was it the three straight picks and three I think one more? Yeah, I think that's So that's right. four 
my brain is just not. I'm not. Yeah. I, I honestly, it's so weird. Since I gave up the blog, I have my USF brain. I've lost a decent chunk. I don't know if I can get it back if I ever like jump back in the saddle, but I have like things that I used to just know off the top of my head cold. Like it's slowly starting to fade out of me. Yeah. It actually makes me feel good. It makes me sleep better. At night. <laughs> it's all horrible and pain. It's basically what it is. It really is. Um, so that's it for football stuff. Uh, softball. Aston Donovan had her 200 uh, career hit. Yay! Uh, one of 14 players in softball history, USF softball history, to have 200 hits. Um, over the weekend, they also inducted the 2012. Women's College World Series uh, team saw that uh, into the USF Softball Alumni Hall of Fame. Each player get got their own plaque at the stadium. Um, shout out to Stephanie Medina, Gina Cafalis, and Jessica Mouse, yeah. former Chamberlain Chiefs. Oh wow! Yeah, they were. They, yeah, I, I went to high school with all of them. Um, Jessica was a Jessica and Gina were uh, older than I was, and okay. Stephanie was a year younger than me. Yeah. Um, so our, our softball team at Chairman has always been good. Shout out to Coach Diaz. So uh, I, um, I was I, Jamie and I went with that team to Oklahoma City. So we made that trip and we <laughs> held a trip. Like and the you know they they weren't able to pull one out. But the thing that I'll remember about that team even more than going getting to go to OKC, which was it was just like no USF team had ever competed in the final mm-hmm. event before. You know what I mean? Like. The, like the rifle team had won some stuff, like as an individual, but there was like no nationals type event, no USF team. Soccer's never made a Final Four. Um, volleyball's never made a Final Four. Like no team had gotten to the or co- yeah. baseball's never gotten College World Series. So it was the first time a USF team had ever made the penultimate event for any team sport, which was really cool. Um, and then, but the thing I'll remember was the Hofstra game. Which was is that the one nothing game? Yeah, the well, fourteen innings. I think. Yeah, that was. Yeah, was, I was sitting behind the plate for the whole thing. Like that was as dramatic, like heart in your throat. Yeah. Please, I remember I was that that game too. That, that, that game was insane. Was and the nuts. girl from Hofstra, I'll never Olivia Galati, she threw every single inning, 20, 28 innings, twenty nine innings in two days. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it was insane. It's like, how is your arm still attached to your shoulder? That makes no sense. Uh, that's pretty crazy. And then there was like one sp- There was <laughs> one spot. Me neither. I, I honestly, God, don't get it. Like, I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge, like, softball, like, day to day. Like, it can be, it can be a little tough to watch. I'm not going to lie. It's a little tough to watch sometimes. I love Kenny. I love the girls. I'm like, I'm definitely rooting for them in big spots. And like, but like, you know, a regular season softball game, like weekend three when you're playing like. I don't know, like Sienna or something like that. That could be a tough watch. Yeah. You know, it, it just you'd call a spade a spade. But that team was a lot of fun. They played great team. Jessica Mouse, best third baseman. Maybe in USF history, men really or women. God, she was good. She started at LSU, I remember, and she transferred yep. and she transferred back. Yeah, she, uh, she actually, I believe she tore ACL one of her first or second year at LSU and mm-hmm. then came over. Um, but she grad transfer, I think. I think she graduated from LSU. Yeah, I think so. Um, but she was... Like, she was one of those players that stuck out. Uh, Sarah Nevins was the pitcher on that team. Yep. She stuck. I remember, I think it was in game three. They Sarah started in the circle, 
they pulled her for like a hitter or two, and Kenny looked back at her, and she goes, "Yeah, put me back in." They put her back in, and she like finished the game, as I recall, something weird yeah. like that. But that the team was particularly fun and and uh, and good to watch. So really cool to see them, and they're always going to be the first. They're going to be the first USF team that ever got to the penultimate or to the ultimate event for for anybody. So be nice if somebody could follow up and get there too. But yeah, um, oh, I guess men's golf now too, because they made the they made the. Not just the finals, but they made the, the they match made play. nationals and they made the match uh, play in Sarasota, yeah, right. So they made the match. So I guess that's kind of <clears throat> same thing. They made the final eight. Yeah, that's right there. Yeah. yeah so. yes. um, baseball dropped two of three in heartbreaking fashion to Houston over the weekend. Uh, Peter Shazaki pitched a gem on Saturday and lost one nothing. <laughs> so um, and then hashtag Sunday pitchers. They uh, they were up. I think they were up by two runs twice, um, led eight to six, lost nine to eight. So I keep hearing from Appel this is the number one offense. It's the, it's it's honestly it's one of the best offenses I've seen from USF baseball in a while. So then when you've got Streslecki throwing gems, when you've got McClanahan, is it just the bullpen is just total dog uh, shit? It's defense. Defense can't catch it. Oh man, it's bad. A little okay. bit of bad luck. Um I think Oh, God, what game did I cover? I can't even remember. A couple weeks ago, they had it was in like nine errors in four games. Oof. And like, and that's but let's face it, USF scoring it can be an adventure too. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's just throw that out there. <laughs> can we talk about some controversies that we've seen this year between parents of players and say the, the booth? You let's can, just throw that out there. Don't say the player. You can talk about it. I uh, just said some parents. Apparently, rumors when my phone like goes. Please! in the middle of a baseball game going, why is so-and-so yelling and possibly getting ejected from the stadium and then not ejected, but possibly ejected from the stadium for yelling at the official score? Go Bulls. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty fun. Well, well, I mean, there's so many rules. Pass ball, wild pitch, strike, what's a strikeout? I have been on the other side of that. Uh, baseball lost to Stetson uh, today, which is Wednesday, which was a rainout from Tuesday, uh, five to two. Heartbreaking was, fashion. Yeah, heartbreaking fashion. It was two two going into the eighth, and then it fell apart in the eighth. Um, that never happens. No. So, eh, man, what are you? So we said go? when the season started. Like, by the way, everybody. Everybody else is like sort of convinced that this team's going to find a way to like grind it out and still get to thirty something wins and find a way in the NCAA's. Like I'm just saying on the math, and I've I've seen the, I've watched the first two weekends. I haven't watched too much baseball since, but going by the numbers, like I mean, you're not winning where's now. The, where's the win? Where's the, <laughs> yeah? Where's We're the win? Uh, Twenty-one and twelve, five and four in the conference. And how many? How many are we getting in this in this league? How many are we getting in? No, we we are going to imp- um, improve when we play Wichita because Wichita State will get in East Carolina, sure. number seven ranked East Carolina. Was Who it? the Was Bulls it? travel? The Which? Bulls travel to East Carolina this weekend for three games. <laughs> hey guys, don't worry about going out at night. It's all good. Just stay in your hotel rooms. It's all fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, they've got three against number twenty Wichita State. Who will probably get in. Um, number 20, they're number 10 in the RPI. Uh, yeah. East, current RPI, East Carolina's 8, Wichita's 10, UConn's 21. At least we got through them and took to a 3. Um, rest of the schedule, a uh, little, little softer. UCF next weekend. 
Yeah, uh, they're 62. At home? Uh, yeah. They're here this year, yeah. So, um, but that'll, uh, yeah. That'll change. Um, yeah, so right now, Houston, Cincinnati, ECU uh, are the top three in the conference. By the way, Houston, 127 in the RPI. Cincinnati, 175 in the RPI. Wow. Yeah, that's top of the league. So I think Houston will probably get in because Todd Wooding knows what he's doing. And they've got Joe Davis who— 2012 and 127 in the RPI. They'll get in. They, right. can, they can win the conference. They can win the conference. So, um, fourteen four bid league possibly. Sound right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, someone could sneak in. And be a. It's all. I mean, everybody but Memphis can still win, and then you never know what happens in the conference tournament. Yeah, you I mean, Tulane two two always gets hot. UConn. Um, the worst is always UConn in that goddamn conference tournament. Yeah, they just U- own our UConn's uh, seventeen and ten and one this season. Um, they're three and three in the conference. It was huge. It was so huge for us to get two of three from them. It was. It was imperative. That was big. So um, I, I do have to say something that if you had told me when we first did the baseball conference tournament when the Big East first moved it to Clearwater, which would have been like, or I don't even think it was Big East. I think it was still. Maybe in CUSA we were doing it. Had to be. We were still in CUSA when they moved it there. And I would say the first year was like 2002, 2003, somewhere in there. And we've played the conference tournament there every single year since except for one, 2007, we played in Brooklyn. But the tournament has been there every single year. And I'm glad that no one bet me that in the next 15 years, USF would have never won that tournament because I would have taken that bet. I'd have put my life on it that we were going to win one in 15 years. It is insane that this team in of playing in Florida in your backyard at home in not like some amazing, you know, incredible. It's a good league. At CUSA was a good league. This is a good league now. But for us to have not won that tournament and like only made the final, I believe, once. Is that right? I think what 2015, 14 or 15, yeah. And they had no pitching left. They had no shot. I mean, they were just gassed. It was a miracle they got that far. God bless them. They won. They've won the first two a few times and been flipped and then, like, not even gotten through. But, like, for that team to have still never won that conference tournament since it's been here, it's it's almost, like, mathematically impossible. But then you're forgetting about it's USF. I know. And it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> I don't think we've ever been a one seed either. No. Never been a one seed, never won the tournament. 15 years. How the fuck is that possible? But we've always won at least one game. Oh, true. Yeah. We've never been. Never done two and Q? Nope. Wow. Interesting. So anyway. um, that's it. We're done. I got to go home. I got pizza that's apparently an hour late already. So wow. I'm about to fight someone. If you guys have any questions, hit us up at, at Stampede SBN on Twitter, at Bulls Nathan SBN, at Anthony Vito underscore, or Anthony. That's it. Okay. At Colin Uncheckmarked Sherwin. Correct. Um, also, congratulations to Connor on his new gig. He will be all summer with a Martinsville minor league team. I don't even know what league that's in. Uh, Sally League? Carolina or? Plains or Coastal Plains or something like that. Carolina League? Like A-ball? What are we talking about? Yeah, I think It's so. not independent ball, is it? It's no, like, it's minor league. Okay. Um, but yeah, congratulations, Connor. Um, we will be glad to have him back. We're going to lose him for the summer. So 
I know Nate's gonna need some help, and I'm sure it's all not helping him because I barely get out of it. I don't. I go to my office, I go to events, I go to my house and sleep. Like I don't really like do anything anymore. So um, yeah, if the you missus can, must love you. Oh God, she's just like she hates me so much right now. I can't <laughs> even tell you. Like I come home, I'm like grouchy and miserable. And she's like, hi. I'm like, oh. So if you guys want to write for us, I know some of you did send in applications previously, and um, some were okay. Some weren't quite what we were looking for. Um, please send them again. If you've written anything new, better, creative, let me know. Uh, email nbond1 at mail.usf.edu nbond1 at mail.usf.edu um, it is our pin tweet on Twitter so hit us up and that's it go Bulls go Bulls go Bulls